Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I am Shane Bacon, and I'm happy to be joined by Max Homa. And Max, I think we need to get right into it, what everybody wants to hear from us. I played in the Dobson Ranch uh, Men's Club event on Sunday morning. I teed off at 736, and I was just going to take you through kind of a hole-by-hole of my round. Are you in? I'm way in. What happened on 3T? 3T, a little 3-iron, just of in, the, in the right side You're of the fairway. You're such a Great head. setup. Little 3-iron. Little no, little oh, I remember this is a, <laughs> this pet, is a pet peeve. Max, we got to talk about <laughs> Riv, man. Unbelievable week. Yeah, pretty good week. That's it? That's all I get I from don't you? Know. Pretty good uh, week? My brain's still kind of spinning, man. This was the This was the first event I've ever had where... I wanted it maybe too much. And at the end, it was the first time I've ever finished an event and my brain was like scrambled. Like it it, it was all of the all of the emotions. When you say you wanted it maybe too much, can you just talk us through that? Because you're on the golf course. It was I wanna say it was a while back nine, but it was just a it was almost like a train wreck back nine. You had Rory and those guys make the big number on five. Their birdie holes on, you know, 10's a birdie hole if you hit it left. 11's a birdie hole is a par five. But that stretch, basically 12 through 16, is a brutal stretch of golf. And that was when you got yourself really in the mix and had a chance to possibly win. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, such a good golf course is such an interesting tournament. Uh, I think what people, a lot of people don't, I guess, fully grasp, uh, as far as watching the golf is that I don't really know what's going on. You try and keep slight tabs, but you're also trying to be in the moment. Um, you know, I got off to a pretty good start in the sense that I mean, I bogey or I parred one, which feels like a bogey, but I birdied two. So you only want to be one under through two, um, kind of had a little dance around, from bogey to birdie for a few holes, but I knew that one under through seven was pretty good. And when I saw that the lead had actually gone, you know, had essentially said the same, I, I, in my head knew, you know, this isn't really going to go too deep and I don't need to shoot. We had spoken yesterday, but I don't need to shoot a 63. I, I thought that the race was to get to 12. So um, being at, you know, eight or whatever, was like very much reasonable. And, uh, you know, Joe said, obviously, Caddy Joe, I keep having to say that, but uh, Joe said, uh, <laughs> as we were on, I think, 12 or 13, no, 13, 13T, I looked at a board or had, I, I think he could see me, like, looking back at the group on 11. And he said, listen, man, this stretch is tough. They ain't going anywhere. Like, do your thing. And that's what I did. And um, I put my head down, didn't hit a good drive on 13 or whatever, but, like, made my par, kind of kept moving. And. I fortunately know this golf course so well um, as far as the tournament goes. So uh, I knew that if somebody was going to beat, like beat everybody bad, 
they were going to have to play 12 through 15 great. And that just doesn't happen very often. The course is too hard. Um, so it was, it was interesting. I know Scotty birdied uh 13, which was fantastic, but it's just hard not to get snake bit. And he, he bogeyed 15. So it let us all back in a little bit, but he played awesome, man. To not make a lot of bogeys or a lot of mistakes on that back nine is truly impressive. Um, I played well. A lot of a lot of guys, you know, I thought hung in there really well. So it was a, it was an awesome event. I think this golf course is is always the winner. Um, I think that it, it produces the best person. It's 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 unbelievable. I wrote something on Twitter after it all finished up because it was such a wild day on social media. I know you were not a part of that. You would have been a part of it if you were just watching at home. But it was a wild day to follow because people were so excited about the event. You said Riv is the champion. I feel like I saw it in your face when you walked off 18. I saw it in Joel's face when he walked off 18. And then you see the jubilation in Adam Scott. This event feels bigger. And I think it's because the golf course, it's not the field. It's not winning Tigers event. I just feel like for you guys and correct me if I'm wrong, but winning at Riviera just feels like a bigger win. Yeah, I I mean, the Tiger thing actually, interestingly enough, does play a part of it or a part in it. It is a a weird wrinkle in the sense that I don't, you know, I don't know about Adam Scott. Adam Scott's competed against him for so long and and I'm sure he still looks up to him a little bit, but for me it was an interesting wrinkle in the sense that like if you win it like Tiger presents you with a trophy. <laughs> That's an odd, an odd thing to think about. But yeah, the 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 golf course I think is is what kind of endures you to like the the event. Like you, if you win the golf tournament, you know that you beat the golf course in in a way, and it's an unbeatable golf course. Um, right. So as you're yeah, as you're walking down, you know whether it's Thursday, Friday, or Saturday or obviously Sunday, you're walking down and you're in a, in a good position. You just think to yourself in, in an odd way, I must be a great golfer. If I can contend on this golf course, it is so freaking good and it's so hard and it's so demanding and punishing that if you can control your golf ball for 72 holes and be in, in the mix, you, you are, in my opinion, a great golfer. So let's, you know, we're not going to do this a lot. I, first of all, I need to say this to you. The plan for this podcast, the idea for this podcast, kudos to you, Max Homa, because <laughs> you could have had a couple of good weeks and played well and done what you do. And we talked about Pebbles, a great golf course, and Riv is awesome. And you played five weeks, but you've been on a high, dude. You played unbelievable at the waste management. You had a good week at Pebble, and you nearly win here. Five weeks straight, way to go. I'm clapping right now, golf clapping to you because <laughs> it's really helped what we are doing. And I I don't want to sit here and recap golf rounds all the time, but I do want to just go through the back. And I want to start at 13 because you said it. You didn't hit a great tee shot. I think you had 242, at least that's the number we oh, had. Oh, God. You had forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, you had 242. You had a gap. You somehow got it on the front of the green. And that was only the start of the journey. You, is the longest putt you've had in how long that putt you had on Thursday? Maybe ever. I've never played the British Open. <laughs> Hopefully I get to play it uh, this year, but good God, uh, it was so far. Like I couldn't, it's not good when you can't, and it was also in the shout out. You can't see like the bottom of the pin on a putt. Right. It's a bad sign. Um, one of those putts were like, 
I walked over and Joe, Joe and I have like kind of come to an agreement the last five weeks in that like I read most of my putts. I call them in if I need a little bit of help. I called them in for help, obviously. And then I also was like, and I, I told him, I said, uh, if you could just help me at all with understanding what kind of speed we need, like that would be also great. So that was a fun moment for me. Uh, left it a million feet short and fortunately made it. But yeah, 13, you just know when you turn through 11, I, I fortunately birdied 11, but um, you turn after 11 and it's all just going to be hard. Uh, even 17 as as reachable as, as it is downwind, it's going to be difficult, but you play so much into the wind. Um, 12, 13 are two of the best par fours back to back in the whole world. Uh, fortunately, you know, made my par on 12 and 13 had a bit of an adventure. Uh, it's just such a hard tee shot. I, I don't, I don't love to draw my driver on command. You have to get up there and do it. I had done it really well. The or pretty well the previous three days got up there the first day I'd kind of overturned one hits the tree got lucky with the with the uh gap hooked a six iron uh landed it's one of those funny things about riv landed it maybe five or six feet short of it being like actually where I ended up hitting my par putt from and next thing you know you have a hundred and I don't know, 30 feet of green to work with. Um, but it, I, I, again, I'm going to say this a lot. It's a, it's a testament to the golf course. It, it is, it tests every part of your golf game. You need to work it both ways. You need to putt it well. You need to be tough. You need to be, um, uh, I don't know, mentally, stable throughout the day because you're going to get beat on certain holes and you're going to beat other holes and that's just how the day's going to go so it was it was pretty cool to play the back nine with a chance and and be able to see what the golf course kind of uh how, how it kind of beats on you and if you can kind of handle handle all of it all, all that it has yeah so so you have you have a, a great two-putt par there 13 from 500 feet away <laughs> you make a, a great two-putt i mean your your two putt on thirteen was so good that I feel like your yeah, two putt 14 on fourteen doesn't get the love. <laughs> no. the, the announcer says like feet. <laughs> yeah, it's like fifty five feet for birdie. Yeah. I mean these greens are impossible, and you 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 roll that up there. And then I would say the moment for you when you look back on this event is going to be the birdie putt at fifteen because you from where we saw it on God, TV, like unbelievable good. putt. Dude, it was so, I mean, obviously one of the better par fours in the world, uh, hit a really, really good drive, a little right over us looking, um, but really good drive. And then just like a all time, great six ironed into the green flighted it, did everything I wanted to do, leave it in the, in a good spot. I had had that putt on Thursday, um, but, uh, uh, slightly different pin, but si similar idea. And I hit it and. You know, as Joe said, it, it had the eyes. It looked like it was right. one to go in. It was a slightly too firm, but it had the eyes. And it felt like one of those putts that as you watch on TV, um, just as a spectator, I've watched a ton of golf. It's one of those putts that you see someone chasing kind of make, and it makes the golf tournament seem interesting. And it felt like as I hit it, I was like, as it's rolling, I thought to myself, that's, that's it. Like that's the putt. And it just, you know, burns high side. But what was so cool about that moment, and I, I want people to understand, is to have the conviction to hit the putt and to have that speed and to miss a putt high side. Yes, it didn't go in. I totally get it. And I've had people on Twitter tell me that I bagged the back nine and I choked, <laughs> whatever you want to say. <laughs> to hit that putt on a left to right slider for a righty is difficult enough. To have it on Sunday in, in that moment was so cool just for me personally to see the putt roll the way it did. 
and it missed, but I had a, I had a putt and what Joe told me after the tournament was you, you know, we, you try to win the golf tournament. Again, right. we talked about that in Phoenix and it was cool, but that putt on 15, particularly I was very proud of just in the sense that gave it a really good shot. It's a really hard hole. Um, didn't go in, but, uh, gosh, man, like that, that, that green is, is such a great green and you hit two great shots on that hole and you still don't really get a big reward other than, you know, you're probably going to make a par if you don't throw up. <laughs> so this is why we do this for questions. Like I'm going to ask you, because what's great about you is that you're honest about what went down. The putt doesn't go on 15. Does that affect your shot on 16? Do you feel like you were chasing the flag or did you just not make a great swing? Or was it just a little wind? What happened there on 16? Because you know, it went in the bunker and it got plugged. It was brutal. But yeah. did you, was there anything there? Did, did any of that play into what you were doing? Kind of the last three holes? I don't think that it did. Um, I really was committed to hitting it. There's a sign on the uh, TV tower that says 16. It's in the middle of the green. I was very committed to hitting it there. Um, I had played that hole horrible all week as far as hitting the ball on the green. Um, well, you made is, it on Which Saturday, is important. Right? Did yeah, you make it on Saturday? I did, but you don't the do bunker? that a lot. Yeah, you don't do that a lot. <laughs> um, so maybe I got a little bit... Um, overconfident in the sense I could just make every bunker shot. Uh, but no, I, I was trying to play it left. I think I kind of misjudged in the, in the wind in the sense that it was a little more out of the left than I had anticipated. I hit it very solidly, although I was trying to flight it a lot lower than I did. So it kind of ballooned. It not only when I hit it, I thought it was okay. I knew it was a little bit too high, but I thought that I had flushed it so good that it would hold its line. But like I said, the wind kind of blew it more right than I had anticipated. And then once it landed, I knew it had probably plugged and then you're in just a bad spot. But, um, 16 is we were talking about going up me and Taylor, uh, Taylor's caddy, uh, Mal. It's just, it's a test. It, it's proof that you don't need a 230 yard par three to be difficult. Pick a par three where the wind is prevailing in, make it optically difficult and then kind of awkward and it's 160 yards, and I missed the green three times this week. I mean, right. And that's somebody who who had a good week. So um, it's just a great hole. Uh, I hadn't played it well. It wasn't sitting right with my eyes. And I, again, I don't believe that I made a bad swing. I think that it was, uh, you know, at a seven out of ten, flight sucked. It was a little bit too high, but you know, misjudged, feel uncomfortable. I f I flushed it, which was cool, but. Uh, just an all time. Oh, we have a Joel Damon sighting. <laughs> uh, oh, he brought me a drink. Joel Damon, Joel Damon, everybody, <laughs> just for everybody that is listening. We were recording this on Sunday night and two of the guys that Thank had you, Joel. <laughs> unbelievable weeks in Max Homa and Joel Damon. Don't call him Joel. I would, I would like, this was part of my, uh, my stuff. I want to talk about really quick. I'll interject as far as the week goes. What was so cool for me personally was um, I got to play today with Taylor Gooch, who's one of my best friends in the world. And the whole last month, myself and Joel Damon, his wife and my wife have been planning a trip to Vegas, which is where we are right now. And it was so cool to see him play well. We both had the same stories on the plane uh, over, which was like, uh, at one point, he said, oh, Max is going to win. This is going to be a really fun trip. And at one point, <laughs> I said, Joel's going to win. This is going to be a really fun trip. So it was, it was, it's so cool, certain weeks uh, out here where... You play well and you know, you're not kicking yourself too bad. I mean, kicking myself a little bit, but kicking myself too bad. But you also have a week where like your best friends play so well 
it, it was truly a fun event. I get to, like I said, play with Taylor, watch him do his thing. He played awesome. I think he got 10th, watch Joel from a bit of a, you know, a far, you know, group in front of him, do his thing, play great. Then we get to all kind of hang out. It's very cool. Um, the, 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 the golf camaraderie is great. We want to beat each other's brains out. I thanked uh, Joel's wife, Lana, for Joel making a bogey on the last because it made me some money. <laughs> and it's all fun and games, but it's 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 pretty cool when weeks line up like this. Um, it's it was a fun it was a fun week. Yeah, I just want to ask about eighteen because you, yeah, what with Riv, you missed it a yard or two and you're screwed. And so you were just in the rough off the tee. It looked like you hit a good second shot. I mean, it was right at it. It just seemed like it jumped a little. Yeah, what's frustrating is I did not hit a great drive. I towed it a little bit. It, it got kind of lucky to miss a tree, but I knew it was in the right rough. Uh, 18 is a beautiful hole in the sense that I think everyone who plays the tournament there knows what the fairway is. It's a palm tree to like this concrete wall. You know if you land it between those two, it will stay in the right side of the fairway. The difficulty is actually doing that. Um, <laughs> what was odd was it was the first time I was super nervous for the whole day which was crazy to me just because this tournament plays a has played a big part in my life um or my golf life so walking up there it was the first time i was nervous i felt like i executed pretty good off the tl though you know I, like i said i towed it a bit um goes in the right rough get up there i know i'm in a bad spot in the sense that you need to hit almost a perfect shot uh to hold the green i wanted to overcut the second shot it was a nine iron but again, it's a niner from 170. I hit my niner in 155 at the most. Um, a little adrenaline. Obviously a bit of a jumper, but it it that is the first, maybe the only shot, and that hole, I guess, in general, is the only hole that has hurt me a little bit, like in, in a weird way, because it's very rare that I think a PJ tour player, especially playing well where things are going well, that nine iron I hit was great. Like right. great, great, great. I cut it. I, it, it was just what you picture in your head. I hit it exactly how I saw it. And I knew off the face as I looked up in the air that it was a little too far, but at the same time in my head, I'm just thinking, I hit it too good for it not to be in a good spot. Like, that's just how I'm thinking. I hit it too good. I floated it. I cut it. Every single thing I was trying to do, I did. And I, you know, I see the pitch mark and I'm just laughing because I don't know. You, you, it, for me personally, it was just such a weird moment because I've, I've been on that hill. Like, I've watched Adam Scott win the golf tournament on that hill. And all of a sudden, I am on that hill. Like, I'm, 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 I'm like, outer body watching myself hit a golf shot on that hill and I pull it off. Like in my head, I pull it off. I can't hit a golf ball better than that. Obviously misjudged it by 10 feet. Dustin, I talked about it. If we're both 10 feet, five feet shorter, they're great shots. Instead, you're in a tricky spot and you know, that's, that's golf for you. That's Riv in a nutshell. Um, you need to be really, really precise. So such an interesting hole, such an interesting moment for me personally. And it was cool as much as I hate making bogey on the last and costing myself, gosh, all the money and all the FedEx cup <laughs> we points, don't shout out the sponsors. That. Nope. We, we don't, don't think, think about, about it. That. It was cool. And I will harken back to the fact that I sacked it up and hit 
an right. awesome freaking second shot. And that's what I'm going to try and do my best and remember, because if I don't think about that part, I'm going to, I'm going to test the durabilities of these windows <laughs> at the Aria casino. Don't throw anything at the windows. Won't throw hey, what, what, what the, what the person yell? Yeah, what, so what happened she, over the putt? She, she, it was a, it was a woman. It was a woman. She, um, she has all of my hate. Uh, I don't, Again, I don't think that I would have necessarily made the putt. It was a hard putt, not saying it, but I would like my fair shot at a at a good stroke, you know, on your last. Right. But I got it. I took it about three inches back on my takeaway, and she screamed "Gooch" for Taylor. Don't know why. I turned around. Um, I saw her ducking. Uh, they all started booing, which was really cool of them to do because that like that that needed to be done because she was completely out of line. And I'm all for heckling. We've all talked about this. I, I, I'm all for it. I love it. I love a little more animation. I love the noise. But at that moment, uh, not just me, for anybody, when someone's actually hitting the golf ball, it was super out of line. Uh, I backed off. I went through it. Joe did his absolute best to get me back in a great mind frame. Uh, he, told, he walked over to me, and he said, start over. And he said, will this ball into the effing hole? And I really wanted to, but it was just it was hard. Like I could go back and do things differently. Uh, I could have right. picked up the golf ball and remarked it. I could have done a lot of things, but the, the general issue was, is as I was putting, all I was thinking about was someone else yelling. Like right. as I, and I, I felt like I almost flinched more at the next putt than I did at, you know, the first kind of like balk and walk off. So it just sucked. Um, I, I was super happy to make the second one because that, that was no gimme, but, it just stinks. Like, again, it was a hard putt. I doubt I would have made it, um, or I can't say that I would have made it, but it stinks to think that I didn't get like my fair, I've been putting well all week. I didn't get a fair stroke at it in my opinion, but I also need to grow up and, and get better at, at, you know, the mental approach of things and, and be a little bit tougher, but it was, it was tough. Well, to, somebody yells. I mean, it was, somebody's yelling. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Maybe you're beating yourself up a little too much about it, but if somebody yells in your backstroke, that's, everybody's going to back off of that and it's going to throw anybody and everybody off. So you, you mentioned it. We got, we're through it. That's negative. I want to stay positive because it's a positive moment. It's a positive event and it's a positive five weeks. I posted something you said in episode two, and it's something we talked about last year on Sunday at this event at Riviera, you were playing with Dustin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and I can say in the short amount of time that I've known you as a friend, 2019 Max Homa in that moment is not the same as 2020 nah. Max Homa in that moment. When you look back on yourself over the next few days and a couple of weeks, because I know this is an enormous event for you. This I said on Twitter, it it's probably feels like a mini major to you, and I think you'd probably agree with that. It's a major major, yeah. <laughs> it's a major major. There you go. But when you look at yourself now, in the moment you're in, playing alongside a guy like Dustin Johnson, who last year – you know, maybe you're feeling a little bit different playing alongside on the PGA tour. How comfortable were you in the moment? And does it make you feel more excited about these big moments, like playing in your first masters and, and playing in these U S opens and open championships and PGAs and feeling like, Hey, I'm as good as all these guys out here. I have a chance to, to win these things. Shane, I'm starting to get why you get paid the big bucks. Why you're so famous because that's a fantastic question. <laughs> 
Um, yes. The 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 difference between the two years is is pretty enormous. And I thought about it even early in the round. I I remember I played thirty six with Dustin Saturday Sunday last year, and I don't think I felt inferior in a sense, but I did feel like the moment was pretty big. And I felt like playing with him for 36 holes was a big part of me being somewhat okay with playing with Rory a month later, two months later at Wells Fargo. And then again, I play with Rory final, uh, you know, third to last group at, in a playoff event. And all those things, in my opinion, play a part in how you grow as someone trying to like build their way through the ranks. So yeah, walking down a couple fairways, early in the round, you start to think to yourself, this doesn't feel weird. I'm not as blown away as I might've been before. I'm not over like dramatizing things. And in a weird way, Dustin and I have gotten to know each other. We're talking and walking or uh, sorry, walking and talking. Like we've, you know, we're old friends in a, in a, in an odd way. So it feels a lot more comfortable. It's also like the second time I played with Rory where we're talking like, we know each other, which we kind of, I guess, do in, in a, in a golf sense. So you do feel more comfortable. I've seen him hit great golf shots. I'm not, I'm not essentially waiting for him to hit this amazing golf shot. I already know what he can do with the golf ball. It's phenomenal as everyone knows. And yeah, you're walking down a few fairways and instead of thinking about your, like about how cool Dustin is, you're thinking about just what you're doing in, in an odd way. So it was cool. It was, it was a full circle moment, literally, uh, in a, in a one-year grasp. And, and it was a cool dichotomy for me because I'm also playing with Taylor Gooch, who again is one of my best friends in the whole world. So it was, it was cool. We had, we had kind of like, we're all feeding off each other. Dustin is, as I've told people before, the absolute best dude to play with. He is as nice as they come. His brother is as nice as, as can be. Um, they're cool. They're fast. They're great golfers. Um, it was fun, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see how quickly you can become who you think you should be where you're not rattled by people where you're not inferior to someone mentally. Like you are just like going and doing your thing. And if Dustin beats me by one, that's great. If I beat Dustin by one, that's great. It's it just, you know, it's just add up at the end. Instead of last year, I did feel a bit like, Holy cow. I'm playing with Dustin Johnson. Right. I love this dude. Like let's, you know, Oh my gosh, I hope I can hang I made today. It. I walk. Yeah, exactly. I made it today. I was walking down the first fairway. Like, What's up, DJ? Like you're my favorite, <laughs> but like I'm also. I hope you said that. What's no, up, DJ? not quite. But I did, you know. But it's different. It's different. I walk on the tees. Like, what's up, Max? And instead of right. like, hey, I'm dust. Like we, it's just a weird. It's such a slight difference, but it makes a lot of it. It, it helps a lot in in situations like this where you are already a little bit nervous all of a sudden you're comfortable and he's such a great golfer and he's so, he's so easy to play with. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, you're playing on a golf course. He's always played well at, and you're kind of hanging in there with him. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden you're confident. Confidence is key in all sports and, uh, golf might be the most important one for that. And yeah. Uh, being able to kind of go toe to toe with him a little bit and not feel completely out of your league is, is pretty cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about the 10th hole at Riv, a hole that Max, dare I say, dominated this week. We'll be right back. (music) 
We're back. Uh, during the break, as you were listening to a commercial ad read, Max and I were diving into the internet. And Max Homa, I got some good news, my friend. You ready for it? Hit me. You're in the top 10 hey! of the AI Risk Reward Challenge. You birdied the 10th hole three times. Hey, Nick Taylor, 10th. Looking up at Max Homa. Alex Noren, looking up as well. I mean, you're... You are in the hunt for this thing. This is a serious chance of winning. Is there a possibility that if I skip the rest of the tournaments, I can win this thing? Because <laughs> I will do it. I think that happened on the LPGA Tour <laughs> yeah, this past year. Yeah, she did last year, but that makes a lot of sense. So I'm all in on doing that. <laughs> you told me you you told me on a phone call you said you're going to miss the cut on purpose so that after you birdied, you said you birdied on Thursday, birdied Friday. On you were thinking I'll just bogey in. I thought that it would be a win-win. I didn't say I was going to miss a cut, but it would be a win-win because I ended at two under for the Aon and MC Ham. You're, you're crushing it. So you didn't birdie on Sunday. You made it hell of a par. I'll say that. Hell of but a par. Tell the story of, was it Friday when you when you hit it left? Oh, my God. Yeah, I already obviously told Shane this. But, yeah, so Friday, first hole of the, the day, I'm in 65th place, which, as people know, is the exact cut line number. Um, so 10 is not the most fun hole to start on or to play ever because uh, anything can happen. You can make a three or you can make a seven pretty <laughs> fast. Uh, so it's the only hole in the world where you see a professional golfer hit it in the middle of the trees and everyone says, great shot. On purpose. So, on purpose. You hit it over the left bunker. You try to keep it on the left of the green, but for the most part, you're trying to hit it in the, in the trees and the palm trees on the left over the bunker. <laughs> and then you just kind of hope you get a good angle and then you pitch on the green. Um, I love the hole. I hate the hole. Everyone feels the same. It is a great hole. It's a chaotic hole. There, It might be a bad hole. No one knows. It's uh, I love it. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I hit my tee shot right. I pulled a little bit, but it's right over the middle of the bunker. Everyone says, great shot. I'm super stoked. Uh, I'm going to make a four in my head, you know, just, you know, as as far as like starting off the tournament or start off the round, uh, you just want to be like, have a safe, calm start. Well, I walk up and walk into the trees and one of my friends, Jeff Dockweiler says, hey, your ball hit the tree and now it's in the front bunker. And I'm like, the whole reason I'm hitting at these trees is not to be in the front bunker. Like that's literally why you hit at the trees. So now I see my ball in the front bunker and I am sweating and it's 44 degrees outside. I'm freaking out. The only good news was my ball was teed up. But what's so funny is if, if we could be mic'd up more, I don't think that you would notice if you don't know us well enough, but Joe starts talking fast. I start talking fast. I'm asking a trillion questions that don't matter. He's asking me things, telling me things. And, and all of the while, I'm just like, yeah, we're both freaking out because like this thing could be over before it started. Fortunately, it's like super troopers. For it's you like too. super troopers. We're just out here. We're, we're just trying to put things together. Uh, fortunately get a great lie, pulled off a really awesome bunker shot, make birdie, but it's just such a, it's the most devilish hole in the world. Because like I said, I hit a good shot and all of a sudden I'm in the worst spot on the entire golf course. They, they didn't, they didn't show you play 10 on Sunday. That's weird. A thing. That's a thing. <laughs> There's a theme here. You, they didn't, they didn't show you on, on 10. And, uh, and so I, I just need you to understand this because you don't listen. You know, I'm over here doing my thing. You do your thing too. the last, the last few weeks. It's I tough. Have, 
I have looked at Shot Tracker <laughs> and I am refreshing it. I appreciate all you. The time. I appreciate and you. You hit it. Now, mind. Now, let me just tell you where the Shot Tracker said you were on tip oh, on yeah. Sunday. Let me know. It said you were in a good spot. It looked like a good spot. So what happened? Because you chipped it in the bunker. Yeah, well, so um, it was actually I mean, funny. I know so it's an Dustin, impossible shot anywhere you are. No, it's impossible. It, if, if I'm, for people who haven't played 10 at Riviera, it is so difficult. <laughs> I hit it on my line. Now, I will say I, I didn't deserve to be in the perfect spot. I thinned it a little bit off the tee, but I hit my line. Um, where, I at, where I was was a, a decent spot. It's probably a 40-yard pitch. You are looking straight at the green, but even from the angle I was on, which is just left of the green, the green pitches right to left very hard. So you need to be able to fly it past the corner of the green or the middle corner of the green and then spin it. So it doesn't bounce too far left or go over the green. Uh, (laughs) Taylor was about 10 yards in front of me and his pitch is actually uphill. Mine is downhill. Dustin is 20 feet right of me and his pitch is straight downhill they, we way, they, 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 did, they did show where dustin hit it yeah and, so, and so it, we knew we knew where dustin was well, not so much with you shocker but yes <laughs> and he hit the sickest like little spinner ever and it still went in the bunker i hit i didn't quite clip it but i hit my line but if you don't spin it enough like my ball didn't grab and it triggers in the bunker and then taylor hits what looks like the easiest chip in the entire world and we're all within a 20 yard uh, radius of each other. So walking out the green was funny because me and Dustin basically both looked at Taylor and said, you know, must've been nice. <laughs> like, like we're working. So how far are you? How far are you from his ball? From, from Taylor's I'm maybe 10 yards. And so it's complete 10 yards. Taylor's is, is everything. pitching literally up the hill and I'm pitching down and across the hill. It It is such a, again, I I've said this over the years. I don't know if I think it's the best hole in the world or the worst. And I think that's what makes it the best. And that's why I have this, like, like I wrestle with this idea in my head. But it is such a good hole. I think golf, like, needs more chaos. You shouldn't hit a great shot and always guaranteed to be, like, make a birdie. I think that you have to hit multiple good shots on the hole to make birdie um, or to have a par putt. I've always said that I play that hole to make par. And um, fortunately, like, the front bunker is the worst place you could be, especially – especially that back bend in the afternoon. Um, so as much as I didn't love my pitch onto that green at the same time, it's like I put it in the back bunker. I hit it. Okay. It just, de- that whole demands excellence, like legitimate excellence. Well, and the golf course does it. I mean, you the golf said course it, does, but you Ted is like, Ted is almost week. the epitome of the golf right. course. Like you need to be spot on. You have to play. That's kind of what I'm thinking about with you in terms of confidence going forward. I don't think you're lacking by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, this is another event with big names, the super-duper-duper stars playing. You're in the mix. You look like you should be there. You're playing like you should be there, and you have a chance to win. On top of all of that, you're playing a golf course that I feel like is a major championship golf course any time of the year it feels like west coast oakmont it can always be ready for us <laughs> that's Open. a great call we talked about it coming down on the 15th we uh taylor and i we were talking about it, it was like this would be a great us Open menu unbelievable and they're gonna have the olympics there and we had a us amateur there a couple of years ago which was awesome and the it Doc was so Redman fun effect. 
What would you say? The Doc Redman effect. Somebody said that on Twitter. They said, "Oh, they said, what, oh, if, what they? if your boy goes Eagle Birdie?" I said, "They call that the Doc Redman at Riviera." That is the Doc Redman. Just slam the most in the back unreal on, on finish 17. ever. Yeah, three on seventeen, three on eighteen wins on ten. Can you imagine? It's it's a it's a golf course. So uh, I have this in my notes because I'm a media guy now. Um, got to play with Spieth the first two days, and we were talking quite a bit. And uh, I realized why I love him so much is because we are super similar as how we see golf courses, um, and and just golf in general. But uh, we talked about the fifth hole first of all, and and there are multiple. Uh, holes like this but fifth hole was such a great example thursday pins back left felt like just the auto birdie hole or auto if you do good shots you have inside of 15 feet for birdie probably played you know 3.75 on the uh you know to par or whatever and there or 0.25 under par and then the next day they move the pin 45 feet front right and all of a sudden you are trying just hit the middle of the green and two putt at best and i'm sure it played over par they moved a pin 45 feet on the pj tour on the same exact hole with the same exact win, and the hole played completely different. So that is Riviera. That that's why that that's the beauty of it. Then he said uh, brilliantly, the next day, you can birdie every single hole at Riviera, and you can bogey every single hole at Riviera. One might be the only exception in the sense that if you you don't try to be a hero at any point on that hole, you will probably make par. But it truly is is the the best way to explain all the holes. Like if you can make a great swing and, and really be committed to certain shots on every hole, you can make birdie on every, every pin location, every win setup, you can do it. But if you make an uncommitted swing, if you make a poor swing, whatever, you will make a bogey. And it's so cool to see a golf course that rewards great shots so much and absolutely punishes bad shots in the greens we heard a lot throughout the telecast about how this is the toughest golf course to make five footers on on the pga tour you know it's the old school slopes it's just they're 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 slight they're not right in your face but even that putt you had on 18 and you said it earlier you had a putt for bogey on 18 and you said i'm glad i knocked that one in it couldn't have been two or three feet away it just feels like everything keeps your attention, including the little bunnies on these greens, because there's nothing that's easy, no matter how close you are. Yeah, they're slightly bumpy. Uh, I know that this tournament, I think, usually leads the whatever the yearly average of missed putts inside six feet. Um, there's a subtle break always towards the ocean, um, which you can't actually see, so that's always difficult. But it's po, uh, Poana. I grew up on Poana. It's the most comfortable I am on greens. As much as I hate them, I know that I have an advantage. It just you know feels like home to me. It's one of those random things. Um, the golf course is is uh, or the greens, sorry, are so slightly undulated that you very rarely have a kick in for par, even if you had eighteen feet. So you have to make a two or three footer and. On bent grass, that's super easy. The ball just kind of, you know, it obviously is is a bit of a smoother surface. On um, Poe, it's going to be a little bumpier. It's going to have a, you know, if you have a little bit of break, it, it just gets in your head. Uh, you know, as far as the day went, like you just don't see a lot of people walk up, tap it in, all cool, cool and calm. You have to like mark it 
really right. focus so. every time it feels every like every time they, so and they always meander away it, it just when i'm watching you had a good putt and it it just kind of rolls it just another trickles. six inches you have a trickle trickle effect you know you know not talking about economics not talking about economics you're a no no, no you're a you're a media guy now <laughs> you did invisible ocean and trickle not invisible. what else you got for me what other media uh, notes did you write down? The golf ball goes too far. That's a media thing. <laughs> is that is that what I was supposed to say? You're supposed uh, to say that. So you the said golf last ball is week, rolling too far on these you, greens. You said you said last week that Jordan Spieth was your favorite. Was it you say your favorite golfer to watch? Oh yeah. So you get paired with him the first two days. What, what, what a dream. What, what notes? What notes do you have from the week? You got notes on your phone. What okay. do you got I'm to tell us from your week? Jordan because still, still after this we're getting. After this, I'm shocking you with some Tiger Woods cut streak information that you yes, asked me for. Do. But before that, I want to wrap the week. I'm up. gonna hit a segment because we're talking about Jordan. Because uh, dumbest thing I heard all week, uh, somebody asked Jordan for their uh, for his golf ball walking off the third tee, and he looked at them, and I thought the same thing. But he goes, "Dude, I just hit it." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he, he hit the he, he, he hit, it hit off his tee. Yeah, yeah. So he said, "You gotta ask me like between holes," which seemed. <laughs> like something you don't have to tell somebody. So that was fun. But um, Jordan, Jordan is the best. Um, I absolutely w- wish the best for him. I cannot wait for him to be back on top of the world of golf. Uh, I hope that uh, we have battles and things to come, but I totally respect him. He is such a grinder. I think that the lesser person, lesser golfer, and pretty much everyone in golf, if they were, if they didn't well, have his going short through game. this yeah right. going through whatever it is and i don't think it's that bad like as i watched him he he had a couple of swings where you're like yeah that wasn't very good i don't want if you weren't if you didn't know who he was you wouldn't think twice about it right um but yeah of course because he is who he is he gets the attention that he gets which you know because he should um you think oh my gosh that must be so difficult but at the same time like I've also hit it considerably worse, um, but he, <laughs> well, you, you, t- know, you texted me, you texted me that you said he can, he's unbelievable at getting the ball in the hole. He, he's the best. He, he truly is the best. The first day we played, I, I thought that I just like hit it. I didn't hit it great, but I hit it better. I thought it better than he did. And he, 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 we tied and he truly is the most remarkable player I've ever seen. And I'm not saying because he's not hitting it his best. I'm saying that even when he's hitting his best, he continues to get the ball in the hole in the least amount of strokes that he can like, and tiger talked a lot about that when he was, you know, you know, maybe four or five years ago in the sense that, or or in, in, in the, in the, um, in the aspect that the game of golf is just to get the ball in the hole. Right or I'm sorry, it's to minimize mistakes and it is to maximize your strengths. And I think that that's what Jordan does. I think that he thinks his way around the golf course so well, he can hit a poor shot and still make a four or maybe a five on a, on a, on a par four. He might make a bogey, but he won't make, he won't compound mistakes. He will get up and down on the easy up and downs, you know, he will maybe save one from a really hard up and down and he'll make a few long putts. And all of a sudden he doesn't have his best ball striking day and he shoots two under and you just, I'm in awe of him. Like, and like I said, it's not, I'm in awe of him because he's been struggling by any means. I'm in awe of him because he does this when he's playing the best golf in the world and not the best golf in the world. And I, I, I think that his brain is absolutely the most impressive on this, on this tour. 
You and I were texting on Friday about something uh, not golf. We, we were texting about one of your favorite sporting events in the world, the the celebrity basketball game at the All-Star. It's All-Star the best. Weekend. And you said it's one of your favorite events. And, and I started to think, what does Max have to do to get a, to get a call to get green the, jacket, the next 2021? But if you'd have won today, oh, I would have had a chance. You might, you know, we would have talked about it. You'd have put your name out there. I'm still putting my name out there. We got to snag a big win in 2020 because I want you out there, D and up Bieber, man. I, I need I need you to be the next person in there from the PGA Tour to follow in the footsteps of Bubba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why is it your favorite what, event? What, what makes you to fail? <laughs> why is it your favorite? Why do you why? love the because celebrity all-star I I NBA told, game? I told you because it's so funny to me because I, I know that you are a better basketball player than I am, but I'm a pretty good basketball player. And I imagine as I'm crossing somebody up that I look like Allen Iverson <laughs> against MJ. And, and I'm sure that on TV, I look like, you know, Quavo's janky ass <laughs> jumper over his head that he makes a lot. And I, I might make a few too, but it does. I'm sure it aesthetically does not look very good. Um, would you watch the game back? If you were in it, would you watch absolutely. and see how you look? I would show everybody if I was in it. It's just, it's a cool event. I, I think that, I think that it, it's fun because you watch, you know, I remember my, my favorite rapper in the world is uh, Jay Cole. And he was a really good basketball player in high school. And he dunked, you know, alley-oop. I think it's just cool to see how athletic people are. I think it's cool to see how hard basketball like actually is or how different it is from the pro ranks to like, I know it's just celebrities, but it's like these people are the, probably the best basketball players of celebrities. So I think that's a cool aspect. Um, but I don't know. It's just cool because it, it's 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 how I picture pickup basketball to be. And we're watching it like on live TV on ESPN. If you wait, wait let me let me start. That TNT, again. When, sorry, when TNT. you <laughs> when you win the Masters this year. Wow, what a congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. I'm like, by the way, I got my Masters Cup. You see this thing? Look at that. Oh man. How many I'm are proud. we gonna buy when I win? <laughs> I'll buy you. All I'll buy you them. four. I'll buy you. All I'll buy you a pack of four. Right. Four I'll tumblers buy, for you. That's really nice of you, man. Do you think you get? Do you think you get free Masters stuff if you win the Masters? Besides, it feels you know, free after you win like a trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, do you get to go? Do they take you in? I wonder if no. they take you in a in a separate merch area so they you don't. can buy some merch. They don't. You got to go in the in the regular tent. Hell yeah. You're going to walk in the tent with your green jacket and be like, hey, guys, I got that. You want the flag? I got it. You want me to sign it? I absolutely would wear my green jacket, walk in the merch tent, and say anything anybody wants on the guy in the green jacket. You know, one of my favorite things to do at the Masters is when I'm checking out of the merch tents to ask whomever is checking me out, what's the highest bill you've had today? <laughs> they, they've told me. What like, is it? 20,000 before. Oh my God. Dude, my credit card from... limit isn't high enough to do that. <laughs> they, I, they, you think about somebody coming through, and I'm assuming these people are, are selling them secondarily or something, but if you buy, you know, the shirts aren't cheap, the jackets aren't cheap, the belts are expensive, you're, you're going to go there and you would not offer that. Even if you won the Masters, I'm not sure you would offer that to a packed merch 
10. But when you win the Masters, I need you to, when you go on Letter, or not Letterman, for goodness sakes, how old am I? When you go Jesus. on Colbert. Old. When you go on Colbert. <laughs> We're back to the when old you go thing. On, huh, when you go, go on, on Letterman. Remember when Shane said that it's older and not old? He's old now. <laughs> when you're on Letterman or Carson, I need you to lay Carson. out that you need you want to get a Johnny nod on the sled. When, when Johnny is asking you questions, just say, I'm so excited. This is a dream come true. My next step is to continue playing solid golf and hopefully, hopefully getting an ask to the 2021 NBA celebrity game. Yeah, I, you got to shout it out to put your name out there. I think, that, that, I think that's so. what Bubba did really well was he kind of marketed himself as like the guy who wants to the golfer, sorry, that wants to play in the all-star game. So I'm going to, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to put, I'm going to push myself to be that guy. Yeah. It's out there. So you asked me a question. We're transitioning right here to something that you asked me about. And I just wanted to bring it up. This is a segue for this. By the way, the only time this has ever happened, I'm going to segue from the celebrity basketball game. Oh, ready to the 1998 Cisco match play as one does. (laughs) That's what typically happens. I'm sure rich learners done that a couple times. So you asked me the other day about tiger's cut streak, because I I think you're in agreement with me. It's the greatest record in golf. I think I've made eight in a row and I'm exhausted. (laughs) 142 is what he made. 142. But I, what I asked you was, um, is there a way to find out if he had missed any or had made more worldwide outside of the PGA in Tour. that span because it's obviously like a six to eight year six to ten year span. I seven wanted to know years. if seven year span. So I wanted to know right. if there were other ones that he made because when you think about it, obviously every cut matters and um it seems absurd just to make one forty two on the PJ tour, but in those years if he had missed any. So 142 straight starting in nineteen ninety eight at the Buick Open. He missed the two thousand and five Byron Nelson by a shot. Tiger made bogey on the last hole, hit in the greenside bunker, unable to get it up and down. That was when he missed his first cut in 142. PGA Tour starts. Now to Max's question, what about the other events? So I, as one does on a Friday night, was sitting next to my lovely wife with my puppy next to me, opened my laptop and said, you can watch whatever you want. I'm diving in on official. You really, world golf. you really did get on, in on it. Like you yeah. texted me back immediately. <laughs> I was so excited. All cap text to you. <laughs> he made 156 straight cuts, including all the other two. That is absurd. So that straight now that streak is 156, right? Included in the streak of non PGA Tour events, he won five times, never missed a cut. He won the Deutsche Bank three times, four times. Oh, that's it? Just four times. This is just during that stretch. <laughs> yeah. He won the Dunlop Phoenix twice. I played he had one random E29. Not to brag. I don't know what was going on. But here's what I wanted to bring up as I was diving into this stuff. He lost the Cisco match play in 1998 to Marco Mira. Right. And I was just thinking to myself, when we talk about great golf seasons, there are so many that come to mind, but we always think of Marco Mira. Marco Mira wins the Masters, birdie 17 and 18 to win the Masters in 1998. He wins the Open Championship in 1998. He beats Tiger on the last hole. He holed out from off the green to win, Max. 36th hole to beat Tiger in match play. 
I looked all over YouTube. No video exists. I need you to swing a little bit of PGA Tour weight. We need this video out there. Listen, I have no weight. <laughs> but What's your ranking up to? What's your uh, ranking going to be at? I don't know. But Can we check it? At the moment, not to brag, probably better than Marco Mira, which is well. Awesome. I would say that's there's a pretty decent chance. <laughs> which is that's awesome. The case. I'm, no, looking, I'm looking. I'm looking on the world so, ranking thing. <laughs> I don't think it's updated, but what's so funny about that the whole thing, or not funny, but like amazing about the whole thing is that Marco Mira, to his credit, beats Tiger in. Did you say Cisco? Cisco. Cisco. Come on, man. The Cisco so, match play. I didn't know about it, but. The, the highlight I remember is Tiger beating Marco Mira at the, I'm assuming the Accenture match play or whatever it is. Like, that's what you remember. And it, it's so, it, it's it's just like a different world for Tiger. We all only <laughs> remember Tiger's wins. We remember Tiger's, I remember Tiger's Byron Nelson, you know, kind of miscut. Like, I remember Tiger winning the Dunlop Phoenix, which I didn't even know what it was at the time. Like, right. you just gravitate towards tiger highlights gravitate towards tiger's success and it's so funny that mark omira had when you text me that one of the best years i've heard of and it just seems like kind of a blip in the radar compared to like what he's done it's just like an absurd tiger is so much better than i it's crazy when you ask when you ask somebody who's the most underrated player in golf i almost always answer tiger woods and they say no like he's like we all get it and they're like no no you don't like you don't get it like he's considerably better than anyone could possibly understand we're going to come back with segments but this is going to be the last time that we call it segments we got to come up with a new name we'll be right back All right, we're back. I don't want to call these things segments because that's kind of a part of my take thing, and they do a great job, and I'm, we're not ever going to step on their territory. So I got some options for you, Max, and I just want to throw them out there. I'm going to let you pick, okay? Oh, God. This is from the the the, the dictionary.com, thesaurus.com oh. website. We could call it the sector or the portion, the subdivision. Oh, subdivision. Big in it. Subdivision. These are our subdivisions. Of the These week. are our subdivisions okay. of the week. Subdivisions. So Shane, of... what is your subdivision of the week? <laughs> Good idea, dumb idea. You know, I do think, and we'll see what happens with the players this year, because they're gonna do the same thing the Masters did where they show every shot. I I kind of want the <laughs> GoPros always on the caddies, like the body cams. <laughs> Oh God! Is that it? Doesn't have to have audio some people, on it. But... Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> but I just <laughs> like it would be better than watching Shot Tracker. I, sure. I am so sick of watching Shot Tracker to see how you played. If Joe just had a body GoPro on, at least I'd kind of know where you were. Sure. I mean, all hey, week. Listen. I'm not talking about you being in contention. I'm all in on this. Okay. But... What's your? What, do you have a good idea? Bad idea? I have no good ideas. I have you, all did bad you hear, ideas. Do you hear your best? Do you have your best thing you heard this week from somebody? I do in our have subdivision my best section. Thing. I hooped a bunker shot on sixteen on Saturday, and the most, the most eloquent 
Kobe. No <laughs> came way. Out of this guy's mouth, and I wanted to put like my hand up and do like the gooseneck, but I I didn't because I, did, I I'm not cool enough. But he did hit me with the Kobe, and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're my favorite person. Did you did you give him like a look or a nod or anything? I couldn't see who it was, and oh I didn't want to look God, at the you're wrong big guy. Big in him. Listen, I'm not big time anybody. I just don't know wow. what to do when I make a bunker shot. Guy, guy has five good weeks, and listen to what happens. Doesn't listen, even I wave at his fans. One fan. good bunker shot. I don't get know. What one to do. good shot out of a bunker. At I 16. do have a worse thing. I heard. Well, you you already said the Jordan Speed thing yep. about the ball. I have another one. Let's hear it. <laughs> I actually have two other ones, but I'm not supposed to say one of them. Uh, the other one was, and this is from my friends uh, Stephen. Oh, oh, again. Oh, this is my new thing. I'm going to shout out this guy every single podcast. Oh, my goodness. Stevie F. Baby on Instagram. Every time. <laughs> and my friend Josh Corrales. Can you get an Instagram count like on, on how many people are following him every time you shout him out? It was fun to hear a lot of people say, how about that weather? And I'd be like, yeah, he's literally right behind you. Watch. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, so Stevie F. Baby and then Josh Corrales. I don't know his Instagram name. But um he, they told me a story that on Friday I had taken a drop from a sprinkler head on the fringe right next to the green. So I bring my driver out to use as my measuring club. And oh, they no. said that somebody said, oh, my God, this guy's going to use driver from the fringe. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I understand this might be a pretentious thing for me to say, but like, holy cow, I appreciate you buying the ticket and coming to watch. But that seems like an absurd thing to think. Like, <laughs> What hole was it? I think it was four. It was like a part. That's a, that's part a pretty three. good walk. Yeah, that's a, a hike. That's a hike. I appreciate them being out there. I truly do. But at no, the you same don't. time, you're, it, that's not your son. I lying. honestly don't care if they came out. But you're lying. It was that was a really, lie. It was. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. I know. It's like it's really funny. It's like it's almost like Altuve and Carlos Correa saying like that he had a new tattoo that he couldn't use. Yeah, I was waiting for it's some Astros that dumb. trash talking. Can, do you want to like a three minute? Yeah, give me rant a three minute. Astros, go ahead. Here we go. You want me to set We're the time or you're just gonna go? We're good. I'll, I got 40, 40 seconds. Okay, so, let's go. The Astros. Let's just talk about it. They um they have all you would think with all the team meetings that go on during spring training and obviously during the off season that they could all get their lies together. Carlos Correa said that uh, Ho, uh Jose Altuve has a tattoo that was really bad that he didn't want anybody to see. That seems like a horrible lie as it is, let alone the fact that H Jose Altuve said in his post game that he didn't take his shirt off because his wife doesn't like him without his shirt on on live TV. So, wow, already contrasting lies. Um, then Carlos Correa tells my boy <laughs> Cody Bellinger to um, something with the F word. I don't know. Super unclassy. Um, well, how about this, Carlos Correa? How about you just meet with your friend, Cozy Altuve, and say, hey, we're going to lie about this. Let's just both lie about the same thing. So it, at least it's kind of, kind of believable. But instead, you don't. You just make up some stupid thing. And yeah, you guys are all just cheaters. And it's okay. Listen, it's okay. The Dodgers didn't win the World Series. I'm okay with it. You're not. You don't sound okay with it. I'm not. The Dodgers are never going to get a World Series for that year. I just want them to at some point understand that they're really bad at lying, which is. Okay. They, they're good at cheating. They're good at it. They might be the best at it. They're, they're unbelievable at cheating. But they're bad at lying. So, so just next Rant time, over. <laughs> next time everybody get together, just maybe have the same stories. What hey, you're how about we all just sit down with our, you know, our manager and our owner. 
who are all lying, and we all just say, hey, here's our lie. <laughs> you, they know, didn't. you know, you said you said about taking a drop on the up by the green. Do you know Shot Tracker tells you when you take a drop? You had to take like four drops this week. I took a lot of drops. I actually talked to talked to a couple of rules. I said, I'm I'm tired of seeing you guys. And they said, Yeah, we are too. And hey, listen, it happens. All right, best shot you saw somebody else hit this week. And this what, is coming from a guy that somebody played. else. <laughs> Wait, it was with you. It was you? It was me, but I already talked about it. I made a bunker shot on 16. It was awesome. We haven't heard. You have only not mentioned it deal. about five not, times. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'll go run through these. Almost made a one on six. Uh, Dustin also almost did too. Um, proudest moment of my week. I'm going to run through these. Not You crying. didn't do best shot you saw from somebody else. Oh, from so it has to be from somebody else? Yes, you would be my selfish was, all the time and talk about yourself. Nasty. <laughs> well, that that was a great shot, but I want you to you got to give love. I mean, give love to one of these, you know, millionaire golfers. Yeah, they all they all need a lot of help. Um, so I will shout out. I don't know. A lot of people have good shots. Okay, um, fine. We're, we're skipping no, no, it this week. I got it. I honestly, well, what's so crazy is <laughs> Dustin's pitch on ten that went in the back bunker was so sick. Wait, the pitch that went into the bunker. <laughs> it went in the bunker. He spun the living hell out of it. And it still like trickled into the back bunker, but he hit it. He hit it as good as you could possibly hit it. Who has the best hands on tour that you've Webb ever Simpson. seen? Really? Yeah. Just watch this golf swing in slow motion. And it's pretty remarkable. Like, and it's not a slight, like it just, it, it's amazing because he comes down with an open face, a little bit steeper outside of whatever you want to call it. And he squares the face so well. And he's obviously a great pitcher too. So like, he just has amazing hands. Obviously, Phil has great hands as well. But um, at this, like at this exact time, I think that it's Webb. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. All right, we're back. Proudest moment of your week, personally. Now you get to talk about yourself. Here you go. Uh, not crying after 18 because I it hurt hurt me. You looked bombed walking off. It hurt, man. This was the first tournament I wanted like more than I I probably should have. I don't think that it affected me negatively, but it just like I really wanted to to succeed. But the actual proudest moment for me was driving putt on 17 on Sunday. I hit the farthest drive I've probably ever hit and hit an awesome four iron, um, and then didn't hit the best or didn't read the best first putt and made like a nice six footer, but walking off and not like completely losing it was tough, was tough for me because, you know, in, in the realest sense of the, in, in, in the realest way I can explain this tournament means a, a ton to me. I had, I right. had 50 pinch me moments. I 15 T or 15 green. I was looking at the leaderboard. It said, Adam Scott, Max Homa, like one, two, and I've, like I said before, I've been here when Adam Scott won the golf tournament. And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, like what, like what a weird sensation to think that like I'm here and, and I'm I'm literally living like my dream, which was to play great at Riviera at the LA open. And all of a sudden I am, and I'm you know, competing against somebody who I've literally watched win. Like I've been on the hill when he won. So that was a weird one for me. This is again, kind of, we have talked about it a little bit. 
But this, you know, you had a breakout win last year. I feel like this is your breakout year. Is that fair to say, at least early on? It just seems like you're, you know, you played five straight weeks. I would say outside of getting a victory, you'd have to give yourself an A grade, right, for the five weeks you played straight? Yeah, it's 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 been an A grade for sure. It's been awesome for me. Um, I think that this is the first full year that I'm going to, like, have, like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, my golf swing, like, this is my right. thing. I went through a few issues, obviously, before. This is, like, I get my golf swing. I will say for um, people who listen to this podcast, there's a little uh, – little sleeper note, but I didn't actually feel that good about my golf swing this week, which is pretty cool. That's how I used to feel about golf that I didn't need to be perfect to play great. Um, I didn't have full command over things and I still, you know, put the ball in the hole. I think those are signs of, of, uh, optimism. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's becoming, I'm not saying that golf is becoming easier, but it's becoming, uh, a lot more, a lot more, I, I'm just a lot more confident. I'm a lot more confident when I walk into weeks. Is it slower for you? Like today? Is I, today... I think I have more understanding. Like I, okay. like I par one and I don't walk off one. Like you have to birdie one. There's just a lot less like, Wait, you're getting to your me. favorite hole in the golf course. You birdie two. What'd yeah. You birdie my two, God. Three, three times. Hole's yeah. impossible. Hole's impossible. And you made birdie out of three of the days. I played, played it well in college too. I don't really understand it, but like I don't walk off the t uh, one green thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's gonna be a bad day." Like I just know that like I'm playing well. It will add up at some point. Like it will even itself out. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, but I also have uh, you challenged me to a feel good Friday last week. Yes, I did. Did you? Did you? Okay. Well, I have the best. Well, one. You, we, it happened you, on Saturday. Some. Some people listening to this might not follow you on Twitter. Okay. I don't know why. Well, I used to do a feel good Friday and then I, I ran Got out of famous. really feel good things because <laughs> Twitter is a dark, dark uh, pit of sadness. But I have my I blocked like five people on Twitter today. Blocked, yeah. not yeah. muted. Blocked. Yeah, because they're mean. Somebody told somebody responded to one of No Laying Ups, uh, or my arch rival, sorry, No Laying Ups uh, tweet and said, Yeah, well, if Max. <laughs> Max could only get a good short game. Then like he, I, I almost responded. I almost responded like, no, listen, you man, put it down. listen, like I'm doing really well. <laughs> I, I did. I almost did. And I'm, I'm not cool enough to do this. So this is why I didn't do it, but I almost did the Shea Serrano thing. I had oh, like three, I had three people ish respond. Cause I was, kind of updating your round oh i saw they it really was showing phenomenal. and i was and i became a joke like we're having fun that's what everybody has to understand is you and i are trying to have it's fun on twitter joke. all the time <laughs> it's a joke. not a hundred percent of the time never not having fun if we're on twitter parody. typing it's all a joke yes and i had two or three people say I'm not following i'm not following for max updates and i just blocked all of them yeah. but i wanted to do the I want to do the shade thing where you go, oh, you're not? Okay, I got something for you. And then hit him with the block and then yeah. screen grab all three. But Shay's like a thousand times cooler than I am. So he can no pull offense, it off. No offense, he is really cool. He is way cooler than us. But it was, you know, you said it, you give yourself an A for five weeks. I've always wanted to ask this to a guy that's wait, playing wait, in trend. Wait, can I? Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so oh, you're sorry. Feel Good Friday, yeah. My Feel Good Friday. I'm so sorry to cut you off. But this one no, was no, important I'm, to me. I'm into it. This was important to me. Uh, my buddy, uh, Brian Seppi came out this week. Uh, my known him since I was really young. 
He unfortunately has cancer. He, I texted him two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, and I said, hey, man, I, uh, he's going through chemo right now. I said, I assume you can't come out to the tournament, but if your friends need anything, I got you. And he said, no, no, dude, like, I'm coming out. I was nice. like, all right, man, well, like, whatever you need, I got you. And he came out Saturday, and I saw him on uh, walking off uh, 70, uh, and it was, it was just a very cool moment for me because he – he is one of the more positive people I ever met in my life. He texted me after I was like, yo, so happy to see you. So happy that you were out there. I can't appreciate you more. And he said, I, you know, the nicest things ever, just so happy to see you doing your thing. And it's just, it was a very cool moment for me. I know it was on a Saturday, not a Friday. We're going to give this a pass because uh, it's a nice story, but uh, it was very cool to be able to see one of my, favorite people in the world and someone who I've known for so long come out support under, you know, pretty difficult circumstances. And, uh, he looked great. And, um, you know, golf, golf has offered me so many cool opportunities in my life. Um, that is up there with like the best of them where I get to see my friend who obviously isn't going through the best of times be super happy and me be like equally happy to be a part of this. Yeah. You, you have great friends. I've, I've met some of your childhood friends and your high school buddies. How, I don't even think the word fulfilling is correct, but what does it feel to you when you get all of the support all the time this year, you, you had, Great weeks. You've played well. You've been up there. You've been in contention on Sunday, week in and week out. The outpouring of love from your buddies that they were your buddies when things weren't great, dude. I mean, they were there for you when it was shitty. And they're there for you now in the good times. And they get to kind of ride along with you. I mean, that you see the happiness on their faces. Yeah, I think what's so cool is like it, it is also equal for us. Like if my friend has a great insurance sale and he tells me about it. I'm like, hell yeah. Like you did it. That's great. And it and not, you know, I know that might sound sarcastic to people, but like, that's how I feel. Like right. I want my friends to do the best they can at everything. And I totally appreciate and respect how hard all of my friends work and all that they do. Um, it's cool personally for me to be able to play a golf tournament or golf tournaments where people can come out and actually watch because then I could actually see their support, you know, kind of firsthand. Um, I think that my friends know that that's how I feel about their jobs and then they give it back to me equally. And I I'm very lucky to have great friends. I have a great family. I have a great wife. Like these things all go, all go hand in hand with how, how I see, everyone else's successes and, and how I root for everybody. So it's cool. I mean, this tournament is great for me. I have so much support, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because I have great support because I'm in my hometown. I think it's more so that I have great support because I have awesome freaking friends like that, that will ride or die. I mean, my buddy, Josh had, you know, texted me on Friday. I texted him. I was like, I'm so sorry. This bit, week's busy. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to see you after I had to go hit balls, um, you know, practice a little bit. Like, I, I, I'm sorry I miss you. He goes, 
listening. He goes, I don't care. You never, ever, ever need to say sorry to me. I get what you're doing because you better believe I'm coming out Sunday. If you have a chance to win and I play great on Saturday and he texts me and goes, I need a ticket Sunday. I said, I got you. And he, you know what? He I see him on the second hole. And it's just like, it's so fun for me. Um, again, not because I want people there rooting me on it's be or cheering me on. It's because I want, I want, you want to, them to enjoy it with you. right? Th- I want them to have a good time. That's exactly right. Exactly what you said. I want them to enjoy it with me because I enjoy everything that they do um, for them. Like I, I, I am their biggest fan and they have been such a, such a, it's been such a cool experience for them to be my biggest fan as well. Do you wish you were playing this week? You had five straight weeks no. on the golf course <laughs> on the road. No. You're playing great. Do you wish you could keep it going? Or are you glad you're getting a little time? I need it. I need time. I mean, I would play, but, um, uh, I need it. I, I need it. Dude, it was like, this was the hardest week mentally for me. I was telling Lacey, like, on Thursday, I was so frustrated coming off the course. And she even said, she's like, why are you so annoyed? Like, why are you so mad? And I just kept telling her, I said, I can't focus. Like, I cannot get my mind to sit on one thing. And she pointed out, she's like, you've been on the road for five weeks. Like, I think that you're fried a little bit. I've never been in contention this many weeks in a row. Uh, I was I was exhausted. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited. For a little time off. Well, I, I'm going to let you go. I, you're in Vegas. What are you going to do? You guys going to go to dinner? Uh, yeah, I cannot wait for. Uh, I'm going to get a water. Um, are you going to get know, a Fiji? I, I might go to bed at what time is it? Eight. Are you going go to get a Fiji water now that you had? No, no, such... I will never. I will never get a Fiji. I'll go to bed at nine. I'm going to go to bed early. Do, I'm just going like, to soak in this nice, you know, bedroom. As much uh, as we're rooting it. for Aon sponsorships, do you think? The the complete other side of the spectrum is Fiji sponsoring this podcast. I, 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 if they do any research, they would never sponsor <laughs> sponsor me. And I apologize to you for that. Maybe we get like a, a Evian or an Arrowhead. I don't drink bottled water, man. I got I got the bottle off the lot. Let's save go. the planet. What are we here doing we here? You should have been buying, the one playing a Riviera. <laughs> I'm not buying the Fiji waters. That's the stuff you have to deal with at the airport. I'm going to buy you. A reusable water bottle, and you can fill it up every time you go to the airport. Boom. Now Thank all your you problems so are solved. That's really nice of you. I'll put a Get a Grip uh, sticker on it. By the way, we have Get a Grip stickers. I gave out Max some this week. Them. Finally. Did you really? Finally. Hey, how, I did before you go, how was, did you get any good? I got a lot. I want to shout love? out the guy who yelled out Aon on 10, I think two times this week. A <laughs> uh, lot of Get a Grips. Uh, again, to everyone who listens, I'm sorry if I don't give like a full, great response to him. I'm trying to lock in. I've also learned that if you, like I said a couple weeks ago, Make if I icon. give somebody an inch, they take a mile. So I try Can't. and like limit it, but I really do appreciate everybody yelling it. Um, you know, I feel like Shane, you do such a great job on this. I, I hope that everybody appreciates uh, that we're really, we really are working hard on this podcast. So it's cool to hear it a lot this week. I uh, hope to hear it more going forward. Um, and I'll keep giving out the stickers as long as people ask for it. Yeah, move moved my tea time for you. I got to go at seven. Oh my I teed up at seven thirty this morning. I have like two friends that are mad at me. There, there was. A, I played a money game. They're mad at me because they, you know you don't really deal with this. Maybe you deal with it a little bit, but do you feel like people don't really think you work? Oh no, I don't work. I play golf. But, but you that's how people react to it was it right, Elmer you, that got mad because if it's no Elmer, no no no, 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 no. it him. was it was it was an it was another group of, it was it was a different group of friends that you haven't met yet we'll see if you get in on that crew yet but I'm i was working. i had 
I had some friends that were a little annoyed at me, and I was like, I have to go early. I have to watch this golf thing. I have a job. How does that? That sounds so not like a job. That's okay. I, have to watch I don't golf care. on TV. I've got to go watch. I've got to go get frustrated because they're not showing the only guy I'm watching. Yeah. The only guy I care to watch is only being shown. You do the have a tough was, job. I was joking about you not. I mean, listen, I get it. You're a couple, two or three shots back on the front nine. Frankly, you're not going to get a lot of your time. That's how it goes. Sure. And then you got in contention. Every time they'd show you, you'd hit a bad golf shot. And I was like, stop showing the guy. Let's just go back to not showing him. I'd rather be tied for the lead, having to follow it on Shot Tracker. They showed your miss on, you missed one on eight? Yeah, miss one on eight. They showed you the miss on eight. I was like, great. Then they showed, they showed your birdie on 11. They showed where you were on 13. I was going, just turn the cameras off. <laughs> Yeah, no cameras. I might play. I might. I might have won. You never know. We'll there you play, go. We'll Max play the Oma, cameras. I appreciate it. You've got how many weeks off before you play again? Two. I'll see you at TP. Oh yeah, you get back. When are you back in Phoenix? Tomorrow. We're gonna go hiking. Oh God, Camelback. We're gonna hike Camelback. Oh, what God. day? Wednesday. We're gonna hike Camelback Wednesday. If they're see, this fans is the there, content if, you're gonna get when if, I'm not playing in a golf if, tournament. If, if they. <laughs> Don't worry. I already, I have a, I have a, a, a Microsoft Word list of things we're going to talk about in the off weeks, and including your master's prep, which I know you've been thinking about for three months, and we'll get deep into that next time. But listen, great week, hell of a lot of fun to watch the last few weeks. It was great being at the Waste Management. I, dude, I thought, I really thought it was going to happen. I did too. I, I thought when you hit the putt on fifteen, I did too. This one's going to hurt, it, hurt a little bit, but it, listen, it can hurt. Not everybody, not everybody that doesn't win a golf tournament is a loser. There are <laughs> multiple winners of golf tournaments when they don't win. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about golf is if you don't have the trophy, you didn't have a great week. That's not the case. No, but um, yeah, it, it, it's going to hurt. We promise this is going to be less than an hour. If we stop within 40 seconds, we're shorter than the last one. We are we are shorter I'm than gonna the last sign one. Us, I'm going to sign us off. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, so uh, thanks for... <laughs> it's terrible. Thanks for listening. This has been Max Homa and Shane Bacon on Get a Can Grip you tell Pod. Them where to fo- tell them where to follow Follow us. Shane uh, on his Instagram, which he's super proud of because it's just Shane Bacon. And follow me on max.homa or maxhoma23 on Twitter. On Twitter. And I hope you guys enjoy our pod next week where I did not play a tournament and I will be talking about a hike. (laughs) Hiking and Mexican food. That's next week. (laughs) See you. with Max Holman and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio.